Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. My name is Kale. I'm incredibly influential. And my name is Maxwell, and I am highly successful. Okay, that's... Never mind. We're we're going past it. We're just going to move past that, okay? Um, Yeah. We're talking about shit this week. We got a very important week this week. We're talking about shit. Are you excited? Um, well, I guess I'm ready to talk about shit. Okay. Uh, first thing, Oscar noms. Those were released like two days ago. Uh, I want, I want to hear your thoughts and I want to, I want to hear your, uh, your locks. I want to hear what you're, what you're locking in here, man. Barbie. Wait, can I pick Barbie? For what? Any, any oscar categories is barbie on any of the is is barbie any of the options let me let me send you the oscar nomination list it's all it's all barbie's on there right they didn't forget about barbie did they yeah so um that would be kind of uh kind of telling so let me uh, the nominations were missing this uh integral movie movie on like the the discussion of feminism and misogyny. It it it, it very much is on the best picture oh. nomination list. So um okay. What other so, categories? Uh so it is in how, how about how about we just take a look and we go down the list and we uh I wanna get your locks locked in. Okay. I don't so know that way what we can you mean. Oh you wanna you wanna play a game. Yes. Uh, where uh, you're locking in who you're locking in, like you're saying, I think blank is going to win best actor, or I think blank is going to win best supporting actor, and then we're going to compare after the Oscars, right? So I already have all of mine written down. I hate the Oscars. Okay. Me let's too. Our locks. Um, so for let, let's start with best actor. So we're going in order uh, on the Oscars uh, list, right? We'll... Uh, when I see something that I wanted to talk about, I will bring it up. But let's just go down the list uh, for best actor. Um, this is what are you fair. thinking? I haven't seen half of these movies. I haven't seen three quarters of these movies. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, so I, <laughs> of I, the... I feel like I'm going to make a very uneducated opinion. I still haven't seen The Whale. We were talking about the Oscars last year. Last yeah. year. I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen for best picture. I have seen one two three out of i think ten there's I one two three i can't four, wait to make five, these six, uninformed seven, decisions nine, with you ten. yeah so i've seen three out of ten of these okay um that being said i do have my locks and i i've made locks based on my uneducated opinion but um yes i do believe i do have an advantage because I you are am... already uneducated. No, because I'm an old white man, and that's who makes all of these decisions, is an old white man. Um, and An uneducated old white man? Yes, because everyone knows that the people who vote on the Oscars don't actually watch all the Oscar movies. So, um, for Best Actor, we've got uh, Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, uh, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, and Jeffrey Wright. Um, what what are you thinking here, boss man? Well, 
I have not seen three of the five movies that are on this list. I haven't seen four of the five movies on this list. Wow, and you want to make a decision. Uh, Yeah, I, I locked so in the one that I saw. Well, I know that it's going to be... It's mostly a popularity contest, and I know who's going to win. It's really funny, because like I know which one you saw, and I know my pick, and it, it only comes out of seeing a second movie. So it's pa- it's th- your pick is Paul Giamatti. No, why would you think I saw... The Holdovers? The Holdovers. Because I heard it was really good. I don't know. Well, that's what is it, Jeffrey cool. Wright? I didn't hear about it either. Isn't this fun? You can't even guess which other movie I saw. I can tell you it's not Because there are five movies. Because there are five movies, and you can't guess which one I saw because because we haven't really watched any of these movies. And we're about to to pick Best Actor. Okay, to be fair, for for about six months of last year, I was living in a town that has one movie theater that only shows like six movies at a time and none of them are like like I'm I'm just glad that they had Oppenheimer. You spent all your time you spent all your time going to Marvel movies. Sadly, yes. Yes. Uh, that that is the plurality of the films I saw last year, and I'm not happy about it. Um but yeah, so I'm thinking uh did you really go see Maestro? Really? I didn't, I didn't go see it, but I saw but like, it. You, you, okay, and you think Bradley Cooper is, is that's your lock of the week? I think he has a better chance than Killian Murphy out of the really? two movies I saw. Yeah. I So I think Killian Murphy is my lock. But you because... haven't even, because this is the only person you've seen in a movie. That is true, but let me explain. Let me explain. I just explained it for you. No, I'm explaining it because Killian Murphy. Uh, you know, I generally like Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy's fucking great, right? I mean, he... I guess I'm not making the decision based on what the Oscars would pick. The Oscars probably would pick Killian Murphy because yes, it's the Oscars. it's about being what's right. It's about it's about being right. Okay, this game is not about is not about who actually deserves to win because it's the Oscars. Nobody who actually deserves to win is going to win. All right. Well, you know, last year was of, an exception. Out of the two people who I've seen in movies, I think Bradley Cooper would deserve the win. But who's but, going to get it? Killian? Probably not. Yeah. Okay, so would you like but, to change your name your lock to Killian Murphy? No. Because the okay. stakes are so meaningless that I will pick Bradley Cooper anyway. All right, Bradley Cooper. Okay. Um, for actor in a supporting role, uh, I've seen the majority of these. Uh, we've got Sterling Brown. Half of for these American are the fiction. half of these are the same movie. I know. Uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Isn't it great that Ryan Gosling is nominated for an Oscar for Ken? Isn't that great? I love that. I'm happy about that. It's, no, it would be no such a funny songs. choice. No original songs. Which is uh, probably okay. No, he, uh, Barbie did get nominated for original song. We'll, oh, it we'll, did? We'll get there. Uh, wait, yeah, wait, twice. wait. Oh, twice. It got nominated twice? 
for what about, original song? Yeah. What about Across the Spider-Verse? Um, uh, for Annihilate? For any of the original music from Across the Spider-Verse? No. Sadly. See, I all right. see. Uh, I don't think Annihilate um, deserves to win an Oscar because Lil Wayne's verse on that fucking sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Lil Wayne's verse on Annihilate is a really, really bad verse. One of his worst, I would say. Well, it's a whole soundtrack. I know, but I, that's pick, like the big they song. They could pick any of the songs from the movie. I know, but I don't I don't think Annihilate really deserved it. And I oh, that's that's something I do want to talk about, but let's wait until we get down there on the list. Then maybe you should be working for these Oscars. No, we'll, we'll we'll get there, but I need but we need to talk about some other shit first. So so for a supporting actor, who do you think is going to win? Um Again, who do you think is going to win? Not who deserves it. Who is going to win the Oscar? I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to win it because uh... I don't I haven't seen American fiction, so I can't make a decision on Sterling Brown. Sterling K. Brown, I haven't seen American Fiction either, but I know Sterling K. Brown's a really good actor who has been slumming it in terrible shit, right? He was on that fucking This Is Us show uh, for many, many years. He yeah, was in so that shitty Predator sequel. Yeah. If I, if I watched that movie, I could be convinced he could win. Yeah. But I haven't seen it, and we're making decisions now. So... Yeah. I'm going to decide Robert Downey Jr. is going to okay. win, which is going to be the craziest like lineup of Best Actor winners. Yeah, it's just going to. I. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. What's your yep. pick? Uh, let let me let me talk about my locks. Um, I said Killian Murphy for Best Lead. Um, for Best yes. Supporting Actor, I said I want it to be Ryan, but it's going to be one of the Roberts. Uh, it's either going to be Robert De Niro or Robert Downey Jr. I will accept half a point if I get either one of those. Um, I will accept that I don't get a full point because I guess two of them, but I know it's going to be one of the Roberts. All right. I hope you have fun with this game. Um, best lead actress. How do we, how do we feel about that? Uh, Carrie Mulligan was so good. Um, now here's the thing. Right? You got to think about the Oscars. The Oscars love to be woke. They gave Best Lead Actress to Michelle Yeoh last year, right? And they like they like tokenism, right, at the Oscars. Okay? So Michelle Yeoh absolutely deserved it last year. Who are they going to... Are, are they going to give it to a white woman this year? Because they gave it to an Asian woman last year. Are they going to give it to a white woman this year? I like, you gotta think like the Oscars. You gotta think like the Academy. I like how this is what we're talking about instead of the actual performance, because that is thinking like the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, the, the Oscars don't give a shit about the performance. The Oscars cares about how are they gonna look. The every, what everyone should know about the Oscars is that the Oscars are not a fucking. Uh, they are nothing more than a popularity contest. They're mixed not a with, real awards ceremony. Yeah, it's not anything based on objectivity 
nor can it be because it's based on art anyway. But even so, it's very much even it's based for on an award sponsorships show, and wooing the voters into selecting your movie and making the academy look good. So and they're going to pick someone woke. And there's so, a lot of information about it. If any anyone cares to listen in on it, yeah. Uh, so we're not going to provide it because yeah. that would require effort to bring it up. But yeah, look with into a little it. bit of the, effort on anyone's part. They could they could find it. Yeah, the academy sucks. Um, I I picked Lily Gladstone is is my my lock of the week. Okay, for fun, I will pick a different one. Um, um, and I will pick Carrie Mulligan. That's yeah. I I figured you'd say that. You really liked Maestro. I heard that it was going to be I really just, bad. I just think it's it's probably a movie that the Oscars are. It's they like, do love their biopics, though. They, they do. do love their Oscar bait. They love which... their Oscar bait musician biopics. Fuck, you're right. You're but right. to be fair, like I don't. I think that like. I don't know. All the all the choices on this list were very excellent in the yeah, movies Emma Stone's that great. I had seen. Uh, Annette Benning's great. Lily Gladstone did a really good job. Uh, Sandra Huller did a good job. Um, actress in a supporting role. Um, supporting actress. Uh, here's here's one of the things that people have been talking about. Right, Whoa. America Ferrera got nominated for supporting actress. Marco Robbie did not get nominated for lead actress. So that's that's interesting. That's interesting. People had a bit of an issue with that. And I think that's I th- I just I think it's a little interesting. I think it's, you know, isn't isn't that wild that uh America Ferrera got nominated but Marco Robbie didn't. And people have been losing their fucking minds about it on Twitter. Like, Ryan Gosling had to issue an apology because he got nominated. America Ferreira had to issue an apology because she got nominated and Margot Robbie didn't. It wasn't just Margot Robbie, but we'll get to it later. Why? Um, yeah. that, that makes no sense that they should apologize for something that's not their decision. It's, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Um... I'm trying to remember his name. Simu Liu also had released an a, like an apology about that, and I think that's really fucking funny. Um, but uh, yeah. So Danielle Brooks, Emily Brunt, Blunt, uh, Brunt. America Ferrera, Emily Brunt. She's getting the brunt of the awards as opposed to Florence Pugh, who I think did better. I think I think Florence Pugh did a lot better in uh, supporting actress. And I feel like maybe well, there's a discussion it's not really, It's not really about the supporting actress. It's about the lead actress. Isn't but that there right? is no lead actress in Oh, Emily Blunt. I see. Yeah, Emily Blunt. Yeah, we're talking about supporting actress. Yeah, I think of the two supporting actresses, uh, Florence Pugh did a lot better. Um, and I think maybe there might be something in into it where it's like how many... Uh, actresses or in someone. the film where they were nominated had a nude scene because I'm wondering if maybe that had something to do with it because Emily Blunt didn't have a nude scene but Florence Pugh did so maybe there's like some unconscious bias to where they're like they took Emily Blunt more seriously and Florence Pugh less seriously I don't know 
I like to think that your train of thought is exactly what happens in the Oscars decision room. Me too. I I would love to think that everyone in the Oscars thinks exactly like me. These but... people just think this is this is really how they make these decisions and get like yeah. Hopefully, no one to watch them. Except I think Jodie Foster can could them. probably win. I I I. I... I haven't seen Nyad or uh, <laughs> three-fifths right? of these movies. Same but here. So Jodie Foster. Let's make a decision. Jodie Foster is Jodie Foster. How about that? Um, I, I think – I don't think America Ferrer has it, honestly. I was not wowed by her performance, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's just – and I know the exact scene that they're going to use at the Oscars to, uh, when they show, like, the clip. Right, because they always show a clip from every movie. They're going to show her fucking monologue, and that's the only reason she got nominated. And other than that, I don't. I think it was a pretty bland performance. So I'm I'm going to lock Jodie Foster. I I uh yeah, I locked Jodie Foster. Um, what did what did you lock? Um, well, what are you thinking? I literally only know Barbie. And Oppenheimer, and I have not seen these other movies. Mm-hmm. And I need to make a decision. Yes, we can so... come back to that if you want. No, let's just make one. Let's just make a decision. Just go for it. Just go nuts. Um, I'm gonna say Daniel Brooks. Danielle Brooks. All right. Danielle Brooks. Danielle Brooks. I don't know if she... I know some people from this... uh, That movie. The remake? They're coming straight from, like, the theatrical production of it into Mm -hmm. the movie, which is interesting. So they might be very legitimate on this list. Yeah. Unlike the Oscars. So it means nothing. Let's That's move true. to animated feature film. I I think I know the lock that you're going to do. Uh, I probably locked the same one. Cool. It's the Although, boy and the heron. Yeah, that's the one I put in too. However, I will say, I will say, uh, Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Feature. However, uh, Miyazaki won, I think... I think it was the first animated, best animated feature. No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't. But he's won it before. He won it for um, Spirited Away. Um, so I would not be surprised if he wins it again because Miyazaki's Miyazaki. You know, this is fucking duh, no shit. Um, but yeah, I Elemental is definitely not going to win. So I think it's between Boy and the Heron and in the, uh, and Across the Spider Verse. So I think. Either one of those, you have a pretty good lock, but you're going with Boy and the Heron? Yes. All right, Boy and the Heron. Uh, how do we feel about cinematography? That's the one I locked to, by the way. Can we I keep Heron. talking? You just, like, breezed through animated feature film and didn't let me talk. Just like the Oscars! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. This is why I keep um, saying you're, you're, you <laughs> and the Oscars are hand in hand. We're but old I white men. That's what we I'm, are. Okay, let me speak. But go I'm ahead, go ahead. I'm going to say if there was a category for 
porous conditions for animators, then maybe Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse can win a category. I don't know. Japan treats their animators a lot worse. I don't I don't know if maybe it's the difference between like 2D and 3D, but I know 3D animators in Japan get treated even worse. Like All right. Well, I mean, just Yeah. Just it, but they're both really bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's important to iterate that um yeah, the the working conditions for across the Spider-Verse am- animators was very poor. Mm-hmm. Nah, don't know if that gets enough recognition. Yeah, because those... they should be scorned for it. Yeah, those. Uh... Also, um... Miyazaki is eighty-nine years old. Is he fucking really? Yeah, this no guy's been making way. movies forever. This is probably his last movie. He doesn't look eighty-nine. He's eighty-three. It's 83. He's eighty-three. Okay, yeah. well, he is still old. He doesn't show his age. I He looks like he's in his mid-60s. That man aged like fucking fine wine. Good lord. Uh, All right, you can do cinematography now. Uh, So, cinematography. I'm not seeing a Roger Deakins on here. And that's uh, that's normally who I go for. He's sort of the... the, the Ever since he won for, what was it, 2049? Blade Runner 2049, he's sort of been the Oscar darling. Because um, he did, what, 1917? He did that. He did that. And 1917 was really... I wouldn't say... Maybe it's not like his opus, but that is definitely, definitely like a cinematographer's movie. And he really put his whole pussy into it. At least for the first half. Um... Uh, I liked the cinematography in Oppenheimer more than I liked the cinematography of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's funny, because I have the exact opposite opinion. Alright. I think... I don't know what I liked about that movie. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, you better figure it out. Because best lead actor... I think, you know... Leo probably did a, you know, he did a pretty good job. I'm surprised he didn't get nominated for that. For what um, cinematography? No, no, no. Best lead actor. Like, uh, we're. Uh, tr- I'm trying to figure out how we... the Oscars are going to balance Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon because those how are the you... two front runners. Why do you think they're going to balance shit? Didn't you remember Everything Everywhere All at Once? That was your That's... favorite movie. Okay, but Everything Everywhere All at Once was uh, woke. Everything Everywhere All at Once was woke, and it was a, really good. Everything Everywhere All at Once take. is amazing. What a baseless take. Everything Everywhere All at Once was the best film of the decade. And when the decade is done, when New Year's Day 2030 rolls around, I will probably still hold that opinion. If we're all still here by then, you know. <laughs> there's been some shit in the news, which I'm sure we'll cover later, but... Ever. Yeah. If we're still alive by 2030, I believe that Everything Everywhere All at Once will be the best film of the decade. So I think that's a bit of a, uh, uh, like, an outlier. Usually the Oscar likes to balance uh, – uh, uh, I'm trying to think here. They, they like to balance the movies between – or the awards between, like, the two – 
favorite movies, right? So I'm thinking if it's a bunch of old white guys, they're going to like Killers of the Flower Moon because Marty uh, and because it's woke and Oppenheimer. Right? So I think... Did, did the cinematography wow you in Maestro? Uh, was it was that a cinematography heavy movie? Yeah, the cinematography is pretty strong in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it probably would be between Maestro and Killers of the Flower Moon. And I know you disagree on that second choice, but I think it is shot better than Oppenheimer. I, I think Oppenheimer had a lot of very good shots in it. But and I, Maestro Maestro has some great, like, fantastic cinematography. I was like, wow, this actually makes the movie so much more interesting because it's shot this way. Which is kind of like what the Oscars like. They like when they can notice the, the category. Yeah. It's like when they pick best editing because they pick the movie with the most edit with the most editing yeah it's not best editing it's most editing yeah but they call it they call it best editing well i i don't know who picked that name but it's clearly about the most editing yes um but yeah i i i don't know i liked i liked a lot of the shots in oppenheimer and i think because all right here's here's my opinion here right you gotta remember where where isn't it you gotta remember the uh, the people who vote on these when movies are very stupid, especially when it comes to technical things. And cinematography is right on the border between technical and artsy. And, like, for the Oscars, right? And I think because Oppenheimer has a black and white part, they're dumb enough to be like, oh, it has a black and white part. We're going to give it to Oscar. That's, that's, that is the thought process. Of most of the uh, Oscar uh, voting members, so that's that's my thing here, right? But again, I I like that. Like it does tell us, like it you can use the color grading to tell you where you are in the movie, right? Like in the past or in the future, it's black and white. I mean, in not, the past, it's not even color. really, not even really, because sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, we're in the future, but we're we're not that far in the future. We're actually like in the furthest part in the past where this is relevant to everything else taking place in the future. It, it's not specifically about like the time passing. I think it's more about like what's going on in the actual film. Yeah, more. I feel like. I don't, what do you think? Would Oppenheimer make sense? if told in chronological order um i think the book was told in chronological order so i'm gonna go with yes but i don't think it would be as interesting i think the script works better if it's in and out of order you yeah know? i mean because like think about it that. like think about like one of, one of my best examples for like a really good and also really bad historical film is gettysburg right because Gettysburg, three hours long, extremely historically accurate, all that, but it's fucking boring, and it sucks uh, as a film. As history, fucking great. Costumes are awesome. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. But it's just really 
inaccurate to like what an actual movie should be. Um, so I think Oppenheimer wanted to be a better movie rather than more historically accurate. And I, and I think it did a good job on being historically accurate and being a good film, but, uh, I think it definitely said we're going more for art over like actual documentation. Because, and I think that's a fair fair direction to go in because you know Christopher Nolan has a point that he's trying to make, you know. It, yeah, he loves that. He loves his points. He does. He's. It's almost like he's fucking preachy, but uh, whatever. Um. Uh, costume design. Can we can we move on from cinematography? Oh wait, I didn't pick a pick a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I brought up uh, Maestro. Um. Which one? Which one do you want to pick? I'm gonna pick Poor Things. Really? Yeah. Well, mm, on, the thing is, uh, the thing is, like, I believe in Maestro being the best in cinematography out of these options, but I don't believe in the Oscars to make the right choice. Exactly. Again, you gotta so that's think like an old white man. And that's what makes this game so fun is the is not being able to guess like the demographic of the people who actually make the decisions. It's it's sort of like um you know how those old point and click adventure games, a lot of those puzzles only make sense to the person who wrote them? That's sort of how the Oscars work. Yeah. Is that they all, these choices only make sense to the old white men. But all right. being um, a, a fucking dumbass like I am, <sighs> you know, they make sense to me. I think, uh, I guess Oppenheimer will win. Do you think Oppenheimer? I, I think Killers of the Flower Moon has a, has a, uh, like a, a chance at winning. It's just, I think, um, uh, like I, I just think that when they're splitting, like l- let me let me spoil also, what I'm picking also, for the next one. Let me spoil something for you. What's that? Uh, Oppenheimer is not the only movie to use black and white as an indicator for when people are in the past. So that's true. Maybe, but maybe maybe like your 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 radar is off and. Um, that's the Oscar true, people but... get confused. They can't tell which black and white movie slash color movie from which black and white slash color movie, and then they just pick. They pick Maestro because they should. They're because... not that stupid. They know that Oppenheimer is the one they're supposed to vote for. But they'd be wrong. But, but Oppenheimer is the communist movie, and Maestro is the movie that got blown up on Twitter because they gave Bradley Cooper a fake nose. So they have to pick Oppenheimer. It's all, it's all social justice and trying to look good. It's always that it always comes back to that with the Oscars. So I feel like you and I have different understandings of why the decisions don't matter in the Oscars, but you know, I, I also just think that. that they have really shitty taste, and I was very surprised that uh, uh, they liked you your movie so much. They liked your favorite movie a lot. Yeah, I, I was really surprised taste. that it resonated with them. 
Well, it's the first time that uh, my pick for uh, best picture has won in a long time. So I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I don't think that the Oscar, the, the, the voting members of the Academy have very good taste. So, and also I think they, it, it's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. It's all rigged. It's always been rigged. Because they don't have to actually give you a fair election. There's no laws telling you uh, telling them that they have to give you a fair election because they don't. Yeah, the election is inherently unfair because depending on where you live, your vote doesn't matter. Well, that's that's not how that works for the academy, but yeah. a lot of people vote. Sorry, doesn't matter I'm just talking anyway. about I'm just talking about real voting. Yes. Um. Anywho. Uh, how about we go to the ad break, and then when we come back, we will do costume design and the rest of the uh, other stuff. Okay. We've still got a lot to go. We've got a lot to cover, and we've got some other topics to cover as well. This is going to be a very long episode, so stick with us, but we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Liquid IV, the number one powdered hydration brand in America. We've been partnering with them all summer, and I've been using it to beat the heat through some of these particularly nasty heat waves. While it was scorching hot outside, I was staying cool and refreshed with Liquid IV and their 12 delicious flavors. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you twice as fast and far more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains five essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks without any GMOs, gluten, dairy, or soy. Liquid IV is also committed to equitable access to clean water worldwide, partnering with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions with communities that protect both their water and their futures, and donating 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST, again, all one word, at liquidiv.com. Thank you again to Liquid IV for partnering with us. This podcast is sponsored by Amanda Redwine, your no-nonsense talk therapist and parent coach. Serving individuals and couples in both Illinois and Florida for counseling slash therapy, as well as worldwide for parent coaching. Amanda's specialty is working with teens and young adults, as well as their family systems. Amanda has extensive experience working with youth who identify on the LGBTQIA spectrum. She has also done couples work based on a foundation of the Gottman Method. She brings a light, no-nonsense approach to treatment that is approachable and empathetic. She is unflappable and makes her clients comfortable from the very beginning. Find out more at www.amandaredwine.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-R-E-D-W-I-N-E dot com. Thank you again for sponsoring this episode, and back to the show. All right, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, We're back. Uh, We're back with costume design. Uh, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. How do you feel about that? Poor Things should win. I think Poor Things is going to win. I I, I don't want to, again, I don't like, I don't want to spoil it, but I think Poor All Things... All this Oscar bait. Have you seen it? 
They're like, look at the look at how much time we took to to make this costume. I like, think oh, convenient timing. I think between I think this. it's I think it's gonna come down to the two Jacklins, right? Uh, it can either be Jacqueline Duran for Barbie or Jacqueline West for Killers of the Flower Moon. I think, like I said, they were they gave um what is it? I think they're giving Oppenheimer uh, cinematography. I think they're going to give costume design to Killers of the Flower Moon uh, because they like. I'm, I'm going to say it very bluntly. Uh, you said uh, you voted for Maestro, uh, not Killers of the Flower Moon, for cinematography, right? Yes. Okay, Maestro. Uh, and for Write costume design. Uh, for for my costume design, I said Flower Moon, um, because I think, to put it bluntly, the Oscars likes it when you do costumes that are from another culture. They gave it to Black Panther twice. They also gave it makeup and hairstyling for the first one. I don't remember if they gave it to the uh, to the second one, but. Giving yeah. it the costume was such a ridiculous like take when half the, I mean, they they did make costumes, it's I true. guess. It's true. But like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird how it's like that that superhero movie is like an exception and not the norm of like practical superhero costumes. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of, kind of weird. Just kind of. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is interesting though. Like the debate on like, well, I mean, those are two. Those are definitely two different jobs. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess like digi- digital costumes are gonna go so far. Well, they say they it's costume well... design. So I guess technically, I don't know that. I... I don't know if that goes into costume design or uh, visual effects. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, you heard we'll get here. to visual effects, but um, I, I as far as costume design goes, I I'm saying Killers of the Flower Moon because it's got Native American costumes in it, and they like that. They they like when they can give it to. Uh, costumes that come from another culture. So I'm going Killers of the Flower Moon. What are you going with, buddy? Costume design? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Poor Things. You're going to go with Poor Things. I think Poor Things uh, clears when it's makeup and hairstyling. Like uh, Willem Dafoe's character in, in oh, Poor that's Things. Oh, anoth- that's another Absolutely. category. Yeah, remember? Yeah. I'm, I locked in Poor Things for that. Let's let's right. skip down to there. Let's skip down to uh, makeup and oh, we're gonna We're gonna skip direct best director. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back, but we already talked about makeup and hairstyling. Do you think Maestro is going to win for the fake nose, or do you think it's going to poor things? Let's go to makeup and hairstyling first. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know any of these other movies, so I can't consider them. Yep, that is that is true. It is a bit of a struggle when you uh, don't when you haven't seen some of the movies. It's kind of difficult. 
to ask uh, how good their uh, makeup and hairstyling is. I don't know. I think. I mean. I'm gonna say Oppenheimer might win this. You think Oppenheimer? I mean, they did make Killian Murphy's hair gray, so you know what? Uh, let's go. All right, you're writing in Oppenheimer. All right, okay. I'm not. It's an interesting choice, but you know what? That's fine. Now we're here at directing. It and won't be what will... I win. And you will notice who's missing on here. Greta. Greta Gerwig. Not on here. Uh, people were pissed about that. So uh, when Margot and Greta both got uh, uh, snubbed, I, I say in air quotes, um, That that's sort of the reason why all those people sort of like reached out to them on Twitter and they were like, or like released like an apology statement, you know? And I just feel bad for Ryan and America, you know? Uh, Cause like instead of being able to celebrate, they have to be like, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, I shouldn't have been nominated. Fucking these guys should have been nominated, you know? And it's fucking sad, right? Like let them celebrate. If, let, I mean, let's just say if Greta and Margot got nominated, but America Ferreira and Ryan Gosling didn't, they wouldn't be releasing apologies to them. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So. I think that's worth saying, though. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I, I think uh, we are placating the white women, and I think we should stop placating the white women. They didn't win. Or they didn't get nominated. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Um, don't get mad at the people who did. That's kind yeah. of like... It's like moronic, actually. Yeah. Now, here we here we are, right? For Best Director, there is a woman on here. And the Oscars may have noticed that... You know, they got flamed on Twitter for not nominating Greta Gerwig. So, there's a chance that they might course correct and vote for uh, Justine Triet. So, I I forget what I locked off the top of my head. I, wa- I don't want to taint you. I just want to provide that little bit of, of theory crafting there to uh, to see if that influences you. But I, I forget when I locked in. All right. Um, I think... such a interesting choice who could win this because i don't know i think each movie has a it has a has a chance to win maybe i will go with oppenheimer i guess you're going nolan uh i i just checked uh i i also picked nolan so 
Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. Yeah. I can't wait to be wrong. I can't wait to be wrong and then see poor things win and then be like, well. I don't know if uh, Yorgos Lanthimos has ever won Best Director before. It would be cool to see him win. He makes good movies. Um, I, there's always the chance that they give it to Marty just because it's Marty and this might be his last movie. But you know, you never know, right? Um, now I have I have a few things I want to say about the next category. If you if you're uh, if you had anything else to say about directing? Nope. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I just pick poor things so that, you know, it's not fun if both of us are winning. That's true. But we're, we've been different in a couple of ways before, so I don't think we're going to be equal scores, but, um, if you want to go with poor things, that's fine. I would like to see poor things win. I would prefer to have Yorgos win or Justine win, but I know that the old white men wants Nolan or Marty, so they're going to get Nolan or Marty. And I think they're going for Nolan, but I think that's because I don't think Nolan has ever won for Best Director before. So, at least not in living memory. So, uh, I, this would I be his in. movie. This would be his movie to get it, and if he wins it, then you get the point. I do. So Still. I'm I'm staying locked in on Oppenheimer. I think but, enough yeah. people are winning at that point that I need to like. I don't need to win with them. That's true. Um, do you want to move on to the documentaries? Because I have a point that I would like to make about those. Sure. Do okay. It. So, for documentary feature film, I put Bobby Wine, The People's President, because it is political and it is about a culture that isn't America. But uh, 20 Days in Mariupol is not going to win because nobody cares about Ukraine anymore. Uh, if 20 Days in Mariupol came out last year, it probably would have, or, or like was eligible for the Oscar uh, in 2023, probably would have won. But. Nobody gives a fuck about Ukraine anymore now that it's Israel and Palestine. So, 20 days in Mariupol, not going to win. Bobby Wine is my lock of uh, uh, documentary feature film. What, right. what are you thinking? Well, I, there's not a lot of thinking. I don't have a lot to go off of. I will just pick... Tw- 20 days of Mario Pole, because that's the only one I know anything about. All right. Uh, and documentary short, I have uh, I have an opinion on this. ABC's of book banning is my lock because it is a way for them to talk shit on Republicans. And they love doing that. So, absolutely, they're going to pick uh, ABC's of book banning. Uh, you're free to pick whatever you want, though. I'll pick the last one. Nai Nai and Waipo. All right. I hope I pronounced that right, but I'm probably not. Uh, I think it's Nai Nai and Waipo. All right. 
Because uh, those are those are the Chinese words for grandma and grandpa. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. Uh, all right. Film editing. How do we feel about film editing? Film. How did editing. I feel about film editing? Oh, I don't like my my lock for best editing. I don't like that. I'm going. <laughs> uh, I'm changing my lock. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, no, that was a that was a terrible lock on my part. I'm stupid. Um, yeah. What are you thinking? Um. Fuck. Give the holdovers something, right? All right. You think it's holdovers? Okay. All right. Um. By the way, I love that Yorgos Lanthimos hired another guy named Yorgos for film editing. You, I that must be a very common name in Greece because I don't meet a lot of Yorgoses to be honest. You well, know? the ones I do meet are from Greece. That's true. That's true. I guess that's like saying like I don't meet a lot of guys named Vladimir, but you know what? When I do, they're from Russia. International feature film. I forget what I put for this. Okay. I remembered what I put for this. Um I'm going to say perfect days. I think they I think here's here's something funny. Uh what? back last year when we were talking about the Oscars, um when they changed it from foreign language film to international film, I correctly pointed out that uh, that means that any film made in the United Kingdom can win and like be nominated for it. And so that means that they can just give it to uh, old white men. Uh, but instead of being old white American men, it's old white British men. So I put zone of interest. So uh, uh, best international is perfect days for Maxwell. Uh, perfect days. Um, uh, we skipped makeup and hair, or we did makeup and hairstyling. Uh, score. How do we feel about the score? Um. Uh. Damn, this is like the last thing John Williams is gonna get nominated for. Yeah, and it wasn't even like good. No, it wasn't. Like That's I can't so annoying. remember a single thing from Dial of Destiny at Yo, all. Yo, the original score in Poor Things is fucking crazy. I liked. Uh, is that the one you're going with? I wish I knew American fiction. This would make my decision so much more. Yeah, uh, I yeah, just, just more thought out. But it's not. So, yes, let's give it. Let's... To Jerskin Fendrix. Yes, right. that crazy music. Someone's got to look at that and go. You know what? This actually worked. I have really heard funny. It. That'll be the best point I ever lost. Is that take? 
I I hope I honestly I haven't heard it, but from what you've you've said about it, I hope I it sounds really good, and I'm probably gonna go watch Poor Things this weekend, honestly, just to like catch up on like uh, I'm I'm gonna try and watch all of the best picture noms, but I know I'm gonna watch Poor Things. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's as you know, hopefully it does win because I wasn't wowed by any of the scores on this one, but I think Oppenheimer is gonna win. Uh, Ludwig's won before. He won for Black Panther. Um, you know, he's he's been doing scores and shit for fucking everyone. He did Community, by the way. Do you know that? No. Uh, but I yeah. haven't seen Community. So. Have, I keep forgetting you haven't even watched Community. Jesus Christ, what have you been doing? Have you been living under a fucking rock? Good lord. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Ludwig's got it in the bag. Oppenheimer for original score. Okay. Now, original song. Original song. Original song. I know who would be um, really funny to win. But I know who's actually going to win. Okay. Um. Also, I had something really funny to say about this. Maybe... Uh, um... What's up? What's up, Zay? Uh, all right. Uh, uh, but what is yours? Uh, I said it's going to be one of the Barbie ones. I want it to be I'm Just Ken. I think that would be hilarious. But I know it's going to be What Was I Made For? Um, also, I think it's it's really funny that they didn't nominate the Lizzo one because you know what Lizzo did. We all know. We all know what Lizzo did. We all know what Lizzo did, and everyone uh-huh. should be disgusted with what Lizzo did. Yep. Uh, no, one, but... no one should have any respect for what she did to those people. Yep. So Killers allegedly did. We, we have to cover our bases. Um... <laughs> yeah, the bases that people have accused her of it. Yes. Um, but if she really did all those things, then yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Alright, and now we're at we're at the, the big thing. I don't know why they have it in this order, to be honest, because there's still like ten other fucking categories we need to go to. Do you want to save Best Picture for last? Um, no, let's just do it right now. Fuck yeah. Alright, Best Picture. Uh, who do you think's gonna win? Maestro. Alright. He thinks Maestro's gonna win, chat. He thinks Maestro's gonna win. You should see this movie. It's like Oscar bait. I I know it is. And I'm sure if I did, I might change my lock to it, but I know that fucking uh Here here's my here's my interesting choice, right? Um Uh I think Killers of the Flower Moon. I locked Killers of the Flower Moon as it's going to be the, the one that wins. I know Oppenheimer's going to win more categories, but I think uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is going to ultimately win. Uh, sure. Because it's an important movie. It's a woke movie. They like to do, they like to do that for those. You know? I don't think Zone of Interest or Past Lives, I don't think those have a chance. You know? I don't. I don't think a lot of those like smaller films really have much of a chance, right? Because again, they want to make themselves look good. They want people to tune in 
And in order to take the Oscars seriously, they have to, like, you know, yeah, you know, they they have to actually. Yes, just what you said. Yeah. They have to, yeah. You know, you you get it. You get it. I really Um, don't. I really don't. I'm just repeating what you're saying. They have to give it to a movie that at least some people have seen. I mean, they really don't. They actually don't have to do that, but, you know. They they don't, They could pick anyone in their list, because these are are their options. They can, but they won't. They will give it to a movie that at least some people have seen. Uh, Production design. Unless you had anything else to say. Nope. Um, Production design. Did I give it to Barbie? I think Barbie should probably win for best production design. I like Barbie's production design. Yeah, why not? I'll pick your pick, too. That wasn't my pick. Uh, I think it oh. should win. Uh, well, then I'm going to... I'm a believer. I I hope it does win, because that was one of the things I really liked. You know, that they made everything look like an actual Barbie dream house, and I think that was fucking awesome. But uh, I locked in uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, so... Uh, yeah. Um, animated short film. I think we all know who that one's gonna be. I don't know any of these, by the way. I haven't seen any of these. I could probably watch all of these in about, uh, an hour and a half, but I'm too lazy to, so... Nine, 95 senses. I did, uh... I did War is Over because they love John and Yoko. Um, uh, but 95 Senses, probably good, probably good choice. Uh, 95. Don't know anything about any of the animated short films. Uh, do you know anything about any of the live action short films? No. Uh, neither do I. So I, I picked the one that sounds like the one that they're going to pick. What sounds the coolest being read off? Uh, Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar sounds... Uh, Night of Fortune sounds pretty fucking cool. Sounds pretty metal, but... I don't know. Yeah, why not? I know All Wes right. Anderson put his hand in that one, but Night of Fortune. Oh, that one's a Wes Anderson one? Ooh, yeah. shit. Ooh. Ooh, I'm sticking with mine. I'm sticking with mine. Uh, you're probably gonna win that one though. <laughs> if if it's Wes Anderson, um, yeah. Uh, sound. Actually, you know what? What was it? Asteroid City didn't even get nominated for like anything in here, did it? What the fuck? Did you notice that? What? Asteroid City. It didn't get nominated for, like, anything in here. Yeah. That's crazy. No. It's not even in original screenplay. What no. the fuck? Not so crazy. I heard that one was really good, though. Yeah, but you have to go to the Oscars to get your movie nominated. That is true. 
you don't you can't just make a movie that's true you're right now you're thinking like an academy voter i'm so proud of you i've i've converted you into being so cynical i love it all right best sound who do you think's finna win this um oppenheimer i think that's the one i put into i one would think that the music movie would probably win for that but no i mean most the, the music is just composing music i mean it's it could win it is good but i don't think it will win i think oppenheimer's gonna win because it's very loud and they like to give it to the loud movies again the, uh, the Academy voters don't understand the actual technical side of things. So they're going to pick the loud movie for best sound. They're going to pick the most edited movie for best editing. And they're going to pick the most effects movie for visual effects. So uh, you did Oppenheimer. I also did Oppenheimer. Uh, how do we feel about visual effects? Notice Oppenheimer is not nominated for visual effects. Because apparently they did drop a fucking nuke. I don't know. Yo, wait, did... Did America do that? I don't know. I don't know if they dropped a fucking nuke for that movie. I'm not sure. I I wasn't there. But um, who do you think is going to win for visual effects? You you actually got to go see Godzilla minus one, didn't you? I didn't get to go see that. Yeah that that movie was sick. I I heard it was really good. I wanted to go see it. I I think i would have liked it more than i like shin godzilla shin godzilla was fucking bad i don't care what anyone says shin godzilla was stupid shin godzilla looked fucking terrible uh i think i think minus one could win i mean like don't get me wrong i have seen three of the five movies on this list i've seen only one they, they look good but i feel like um, like I feel like the goal is to not focus on the visual effects, and like, yeah. I mean that's not how the Oscars think. Exactly. I actually did a not very, very cynical good. choice here. I did a choice that I think actually is kind of um the one I would like to win. I think the creator is going to win for best visual effects. Or at least I hope it does, because the creator had a very small budget for how it looks. It looks amazing for not a whole lot of money, comparatively. And I think that's, if it does win, hopefully it can usher in an age of people, you know, not spending kajillions of dollars on shitty VFX. And they can actually, like, learn to budget and actually make their visual effects shots look good. So I think Creator is going to win for visual effects, or at least that's what I locked in. But uh, sounds like you want uh, minus one. Honestly, hopefully Godzilla minus one is not like um, it's not like how like most Japanese visual effects studios are, where like they overwork everyone and everyone wants to die all the time, always. You know, I didn't pick that up because there's actually a video reaction. You can see them reacting to finding out their nomination. Well, I mean, I'm sure the people at the Game Awards still flip their shit when they got nominated for a Game Award, but 
they were still overworked and crunched and all that. You know, you can be proud of yourself for doing that and still have been crunched. So I don't know. I'd like to not be a cynic about it, but I'm just not sure. You know, America overworks their VFX people. Japan overworks their VFX people. It sucks. So hopefully, hopefully the creator didn't really, uh, the the team for the creator didn't really do that to their people. But I, I don't know about that either. I'm sure everyone on this list, everyone involved in any of the films on this list was probably worked harder than they should have been. So, uh, but I, I put in the creator because hopefully it means we can get more films that look as good as that one does for less money. But if, if you say Godzilla minus one, I've heard Godzilla minus one is really good. I think I've seen a couple of clips and it looked pretty good. So I'm down with that. Um, yeah. All right. We've got two more categories. Best Adapted Screenplay. We've got American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. And I have an opinion on this. <laughs> so much Oscar bait. I feel like all of all I see is like people videos about these movies about these oscar categories <laughs> mm-hmm. um i would say that oppenheimer could win this i actually i broke with the norm and i said barbie i wrote down barbie i said you know what if they are going to give it an oscar they should probably give it to this one because they like noah Baumbach, they like marriage story a whole lot and he did that so uh, I think they're going to, if they are going to give it an Oscar, they're going to give it to that. So that way they can be like, Hey guys, you know, we, we gave Greta Gerwig an Oscar. There you go. Um, and then original screenplay. Um, Maestro. I'm not, I'm not going to make a very complicated decision. I think if I pick the movie that is probably going to win most of these categories my chance of accumulating points will be pretty high uh what did i say for best uh original screenplay oh anatomy of a fall i said anatomy of a fall for best original um okay that's all the categories but i wanted to ask you uh, I, I wanted to ask you a couple of, of non-nomination questions. Um, okay. I want I want to hear your opinion. Uh, do you think the Oscars will mention the slap? Again? Yes, or like allude to it. Do you think they will allude to ago. that? I know. Um, there might be one joke. Okay. Uh, Max says... You put it put it on the bingo card. Okay. So Max says... Uh, they will mention the slap. Uh, and... How many, uh, Trump jokes do you think they'll make? I don't think they're gonna make any. You don't think they're gonna make... Alright, you think zero Trump jokes. Okay. 
I say they will not mention the slap. And I think they're going to make at least three. At least three uh, Trump jokes or references. I don't know if that changes your answer. No. They love to be political. They love to be political. But like shitty, boring, liberal kind of political. Not anything based, you know? So, uh, yeah, they're going to make a couple of Trump jokes and references. Um, can they be implicit references, though? How do, how do you feel about, like, implicit references? They're not going to say his name, but I think they're going to implicitly reference him. Well, you didn't have to say that they were going to say his name. I guarantee you that I could actually make a bet that they don't mention his name. Oh, of course they're not going to mention his name, but... How many implicit Trump references do you think they're going to make? I said zero. You're sticking to that. All right. You know what? Respectable. All right. So those are those are the two other bonus categories. So that way, if we tie up with the nominations, we can uh, keep track of those as well. Right. Um, and we can't get we can't both get points on those. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So. All right, I I have a couple of other topics that I wanted to talk about. This is going to be a really long episode. Well, now it's going to be longer. Well, I mean, you know what? If we had a big red button on there, it would already be long. So it doesn't really matter. Um, long red button. Well, we have a couple. Well, well, there are like actually important stories to talk about. You know, there's uh. So we might be going into a civil war. I think that's pretty important to talk about. What do you think? Um, I would like you to elaborate. So Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas. For those of you who don't know, um, he has a, uh, the Texas national guard and the Texas Rangers putting up barbed wire at the border on the other side of the Rio Grande um, that is uh, being taken down by the U.S. Uh, military, U.S. Customs Border Patrol, th- those guys. Um, they are taking it down, and the the Supreme Court said that uh, the, U- the, the federal forces were allowed to take them down. It was John Roberts... Right. And I think all the women decision. It was a five to four decision with Roberts on the liberal side, which right. is not normal, but right. Um, but yeah, all the women, Amy Coney Barrett included, which was crazy. So yeah. the, it's like all those people when they voted forgot that, um, the United States was a country founded on immigrants. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so people was... who don't realize that are stupid because yes. <laughs> Texas was founded by illegal immigrants. That's the thing. Texans were Americans who crossed over into Mexico illegally. That's the thing. Fucking morons. So, what I said was that if Greg Abbott decides to make this an insurrection and you know 
fire on America, there is a very easy way for the American uh, military to solve this. Because so, unlike in the Civil War... So can, can, I, can we just clarify that um, the, the debate is about um, the state refusing a federal decision? Yes. The, the United States... The, so the Supreme Court officially said that U.S. federal forces are allowed to take down the, the buoys and the bladed barbed wire type shit. They're allowed to take it down. Uh, it is the, the Constitution says that it is the federal government's job to take care of the border. And if the state governors want to uh, use the National Guard to do that, then the federal government is allowed to nationalize the National Guard. It's in the fucking name, morons! There's yeah, a joke that I would like to make about Greg Abbott. Tell that to the sitting governor of Texas. I would like to tell a lot of things to the sitting governor of Texas, including yeah, okay. uh, that there is a... Uh, that the United States government knows where he is at all times, and that there is a... Uh, a, a device that can specifically be launched from not only uh, almost every helicopter in service, but also multiple planes, UAVs, uh, watercraft, and uh, uh, specific ground vehicles uh, that can specifically target him, like laser-guided directly into him. And it would end this entire thing once and for all. So I, I, I would just like to warn uh, Governor Abbott, the United States knows where you are at all times, and unlike with Vladimir Putin, we can drop you, and you specifically, and you only, very yeah, no easily. No one else would get hurt. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just you. Like, in your bed, we can take you out and leave your wife alive, unharmed. She's going to be deaf from the rocket engine, but... Yeah, the R9X Hellfire missile is a great invention. So I would hazard you, Governor Abbott, that, uh, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to get canceled for this. I don't know if I'm going to get canceled for this. Um, but uh, I don't think your wheelchair can run away fast enough from a fucking missile. You can roll away, but your arms are only going to die tired. So I would hazard you, don't fuck with the United States military. Not a good idea. Um, yeah, so that's my opinion. If we do go to civil war, it's going to be a bloodbath and not on our side. The uh, <laughs> Anyone who goes against the United States military is going to get fucked. And it's going to be hilarious. So get your popcorn. I actually just got a, a little special popcorn bowl. Uh, for Christmas. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I, I got it for Christmas since uh, it's real nice. I love it. So I will be eating good with my fancy popcorn. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, in other news, uh, there was a court case that I want to get your opinion on uh, about cannabis psychosis. Did you hear about that one? Nope. So, uh, a woman in, I believe, California, uh, where weed is legal. So, weed is, is recreational weed is legal in this state. 
So she's she's uh, with her boyfriend and her service dog. She's taking hits off the bong. Allegedly, she says her boyfriend pressured her to take the last hit. We, but unfortunately, we can't tell because she stabbed her boyfriend 108 times. 108. <laughs> Must not have been a good hit. And according to some experts, she was experiencing cannabis-induced psychosis. So she can't have been intentionally, uh, uh, it, it couldn't have been intentional. So they, uh, the prosecution, because they, uh, they agreed with the expert, they decided to drop the charges down to, uh, involuntary manslaughter. But guess what? She got, uh, convicted as guilty, but the judge gave her like 108 hours of community service. 108 hours of community service. That judge is going to hell. I mean, Cause, man's dead. Yeah, a man fucking died because and and because this judge is an absolute pussy who fucking doesn't understand the ramifications of what it, of what he's just done by that uh, sentencing has now just opened the floodgates for everyone who smokes weed on every like on anything. To pretend to have psychosis and get away with crimes, basically scot free. So, well, uh, I mean, yeah. Unless, unless they're, unless they're trying to like use weed as like a instrument to get away with murder. Uh, but they can now. But they can, as long as they can fake weed psychosis. Anyone can do it now. It's it's fucking easy. So fuck that judge. I hope he goes to hell. Well, you say it's easy, but I've never stabbed someone 107 times. No, I'm I'm saying someone could very feasibly pretend to have weed psychosis after committing murder and just be like, well, you know, I had weed psychosis. What are you going to do? And that's it. I think, I think my point still stands, but you did say your thing. You know, and... Maybe if we maybe weed psychosis is a real thing. Maybe I don't know. The experts say it is. Sure, I I, I myself have not uh, looked into the the studies on it. But you know, I'm I'm a psych major. If it if it's if it's peer reviewed and it clears the scientific method, sure, sure, it's a real thing. But a man was stabbed 108 times. I don't care if you weren't in control of your body. You need to be punished for that. He, his family now has to deal with the fact that his murderer, or sorry, killer, because it's not murder, his killer just gets to walk off scot-free. And that literally anyone can get away with that now. That... That judge is going to hell. I hope he knows that. I hope he prays to God every night just so when he gets to the gates of heaven, St. Peter can be like, mm, sucks to suck, asshole, you fucking piece of shit. So yeah, fuck that judge. Um, yeah. All right. 
And then, yeah. Well, uh, I guess I had another story that I wanted to talk about, but um, I'll save it for next week. It's sort of a work in progress story right now, so I think we'll we'll probably talk about it next week. But yeah, I guess stay tuned for that because it's 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 big it's big personal stuff. So uh, just keep that you know keep that in mind. Look out for maybe if you want to hear it early next week, it'll be out on Patreon early. You don't have to wait till uh, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. You know, that's that's crazy. You know, you don't have to wait until all the way in February to hear about it. Oh, well, I you guess know. you probably would because it's like we we normally film these on Fridays now. So it's like it would be in February either way. But still, hey, shut up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. But yeah, uh, let's do a big red button. How do you feel about that? You want to do a big red button? Let's do it. Um, uh, um, how about, uh, hmm, this is hard. I want to tie it into the Oscars. Um, hmm. How about Maestro wins best picture, but the sadness of losing uh, uh, causes Martin Scorsese to retire forever? I actually hit that button. Wow! Yeah, I'm the bad guy. Wow. That's, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Right now. I know um, it is, but I did it. You gave me the option, and I pressed the fucking button. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really care for Scorsese films either. I don't really care for him. So, I mean, I I felt like I did, but I would still press the button. I so. think I think Killers of the Flower Moon was a little overrated. I don't think it deserves to win Best Picture, but I mean, I haven't really seen the rest of those films on that list. I'm sure Poor Things is probably pretty good. I reckon I reckon once I see Poor Things, that might probably be my favorite. But as of now, I reckon Oppenheimer was probably my favorite movie of, of at least that's on that list. I don't know what would be my favorite movie of this year. I didn't see a lot of movies this year. It was mostly just, you know... Guardians yeah. 3, The Marvels, Indiana Jones. What was the other Marvel movie that came out this year? Quantum Mania. Quant- oh, ugh, ugh, gross. Ugh, ugh, I forgot about that. I lived in a world, for, for a very brief period, I lived in a world where Quantum Mania didn't happen. Yes, you did. And I, and, and. And I've ruined that for myself, and yeah. And everyone listening. Yeah, now you all get to live in suffering with me, because if you didn't remember Quantumania happened, you did now. So there you go. Now we're all suffering together, but yeah. Fucking, yeah, Oppenheimer, 
Oppenheimer was pretty good. I liked Oppenheimer more than Barbie, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Barbie was too preachy, but I don't think it had like the skills to back it up. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, um, th- does that make sense? The skills to back it up. Right? Like, if I'm going to have a movie be preachy at me and tell me, you know, how to think and what to feel and shit, it better at least be, like, a good movie. You know? Killers of the Flower Moon was preachy. But you know what? It was a good-ass movie. So, uh, I'm okay with that. Oppenheimer was a preachy movie, but it was good. Barbie, it's just, it, it, it... I wouldn't give it anything over like a 6.5, right? And I think preachy comedies are a little bit more insufferable than preachy dramas. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't gauge them on that metric. I, it, it's just something I've noticed, right? Like, if there's, like, a, a film that's, like, a comedy, but it's preachy, it sort of doesn't come off right for me. But that's just me. But, yeah, I would say... I wouldn't mind if Scorsese retired. He had a good run. Yeah, he's pretty old. He might yeah. He might actually be 89. He... I... Uh... uh what, do you, what do you think? What do you... What's I'm your sticking estimate? to, I'm sticking to my guns. He's actually younger than Miyazaki. He's 81. Oh shit. Yeah. Hayao Miyazaki aged like fucking wine, dude. That man looks good for 83. I love how like we list these, and it like kind of gives you a good idea of how old the the president is. I mean, hey, you know. It's, it's, where is the cutoff between, like, having Directing movies and being too old, right? Would you rather have, like, where's the cutoff between someone has more experience, but they're too old, or less experience, but they're not super old, right? I guess the cutoff is they're too old to perform their duties, but, um... I, I mean, Biden still goes on long haul or, yeah, or on like long he, distance bike rides, and he does Pilates he, and shit, you know. Yeah, so. he hasn't demonstrated that, but there are people in his like, you know, work field that have have given that impression. Like Diane Feinstein, who yes. fucking died. Who who died? Um, and Donald Trump, who, fingers crossed, we're almost there. If I mean, the he same loses, thing. The same thing kind of. The same thing kind of happened with like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like in an unfortunate way. Yeah, but would you tell fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg to retire? Really? Like really? Well, yeah, yeah, I would. Would I you would. have gone up to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and told her to retire? While she yeah. was alive and yeah. sinning justice on Skoda. I yes. really don't think that Maxwell Foster has. Oh, the... okay. So because you asked me an impossible question, my answer no, seems no, ridiculous. No, no, I'm saying your, you, like, your confidence level. I don't think you, if you were the president, I don't think you would have had the confidence 
to go up to Ruth Bader fucking Ginsburg and tell well, her to retire. I feel pretty con- confident about the consequences of not. And that's why I feel confident in the decision. That's true. Counterpoint. Um, we didn't know they were going to rat fuck us on uh, Scalia when Scalia fucking died. So when uh, Neil Gorsuch came in, I don't think we knew that he was going to rat fuck us. You know? If that makes sense. But, anywho. Uh, I know how it's a different story. It is. I think I think it's just as easy to say Scalia should drop out too, but you know, I mean, you're right. It. I mean, but they're it, they're appointed le- for life. They're it had its own. Life. Well, it had its own consequences when Scalia was no longer a justice. You're right about that. Yeah, I think. But if Somehow... you're appointed for life, you should serve until you fucking die. I think that's. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. You know? But why? But why is it? Why is it serve until you die? Why is it justice for life? Why do we still have like one sitting position in government where it's a life term? That's doesn't a that fair. That's a fair that point seem, to make. It's it it's a uh, it's very uncommon compared to the rest of the uh, legitimate government. It's I, I reckon a lot of it I reckon a lot of it has to do with um common cultural precedent prior to that because English judges served for life and uh That's a good point. Normal judges usually serve for life. Now a lot of days now a lot of the times they're like elected, but like normally it used to be like judges just serve for life, you know? And it was just like, yeah. Like, but like judges need like re-election now, and that didn't used to be the case. And yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's like a lot of factors that were involved in that. And I think also, uh, the main thing is once you get old enough, like in order to be old enough to be a judge, you have to have been a lawyer for a long ass time anyway. So it's like they're gonna be old anyway, and as long as they're not like demented, then it's probably fine because it's like. They're probably not going to live for, like, what is it? If they got elected, like, a 10-year term anyway. But, like, if you're constantly phasing in and out new Supreme Court justices, I reckon that's going to be pretty difficult because uh, it's a lot harder to bring in a Supreme Court justice because instead of being, like, a um, like a normal election, they are brought, they are nominated by president, and confirmed by Congress. So it's going to be a lot harder to get one of those in than just to, you know, do an election every the th- whatever year. The funny thing is, like, that seems like a hard enough process, but it's rarely even how the process happens anyway. How so? Well, because, like, I mean, it's a shared decision, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be the involvement of all parties, but I feel like the president's decision is not accounted for yeah but i I think also unless uh, unless it's like favored unless it's favored by the majority of congress yeah i think another thing to keep in mind it's kind of just like when congress feels like taking the president's decision you know uh i wonder 
I wonder what the tell is. I I think also when uh when the country was founded and they laid out the rules for that in the constitution, remember, judicial review happened as the Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court basically gave themselves the the amount of power that they have now, right? Because the constitution was sort of semi-vague on it and they were like, well, in the first like real Supreme Court discussion case, they were like, in Marbury v. Madison, they were like, okay, we have the ability to interpret the law and what we say goes unless you change the fucking constitution to do that. That's not how the constitution was written. So that, I, I don't think they prepared for that in the constitution. And also, I don't think they prepared for the amount of judicial activism that there is on the court now. I think there was less judicial activism back in the day, and there is, I guess you could say, like, like again, they, they just they weren't prepared for what the climate would be today with, like, the justices and shit because they didn't intend for the Supreme Court to be as powerful as they are, you know? If that makes sense. I see. And so now, nowadays, the both sides have recognized the ability of using the Supreme Court and, like, buying a Supreme Court justice to where now it's not an impartial position. And some of them try their, you know, like, like a lot of them vote down, like, ideological lines and party lines, but some of them actually have done, like, things that, you know, are detrimental to the side that elected them, you know? Uh, Amy Connie Barrett said, uh, sided with the other women and John Roberts, you know? So that's, that's not normal. She doesn't usually do that, but, you know, not the, I would say the Supreme Court's justices are the least partisan party or, or like, like position in our government, you know? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, like, in a legal standpoint, they're supposed to be. Yes, and... But uh, in actuality, I don't think it's the case at all. No, but they're more... What do you mean, no, but? Wait, wait, stop. Don't say but. Just say no. Like, no. No, they're not. Okay. Like, they they are still uh, partial, but they are sometimes less partisan than... Uh, you know, like Congress people or the president, right? Like in Congress, there are literally positions called whips that are designed to whip you into voting along party lines. But because the uh, the Supreme Court justices are appointed for life, they don't often. Some of the times, you know, they they don't often do it, but sometimes they will actually go against the, the the people that elected them again amy coney barrett uh brett and amy have done some things against uh trump and the republicans i think neil is the most partisan from what i remember but i haven't been looking at all the supreme court things so i could be wrong but i know neil usually sticks to party lines but brett has has dissented from that before um Brett Brett Kavanaugh is an absolute scumbag uh, who belongs in fucking jail, not on the Supreme Court. But... Yeah, it's funny how people who belong in jail are members of the Supreme Court. 
Yeah. Um, who's that? Uh, Clarence like, fucking Thomas also belongs yeah. in jail. Um, people are people. People make decisions like criminals, but are Supreme yeah. Court justices. Yeah, and that's our in country. A, in a it's... just world, uh, hopefully, you know what? If 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 there if it does come to a civil war, I would like for in the aftermath, Joe Biden and the the newly strengthened liberal party uh, to be able to actually take some of these people to task and like lock up Trump and some of the people that he fucking appointed and just fucking give them the rope. Honestly. Right. Like the shit they've done probably counts as treason. You know, at least Trump, at least Trump definitely was working with Russia and rope but not directly no but... directly directly working with russia he in in his first fucking year in office i i hate how i'm the only person who remembers this well in his i mean like first year in office he gave them classified intel on when I... uh one of our allies well... in the oval office yeah when i say like not directly i don't mean like he wasn't directly involved i just mean like he was not the person doing it he was just the person who got the other person to do it. Kind of like how Palpatine is not directly involved with Padme's assassination. Uh, I mean, Trump I is guess. not. Trump is not directly involved in Russian interference. I don't the think same. there's as many middlemen as Palpatine and Padme because. Yeah, Palpatine... that's the funny thing. <laughs> is that the scene? Is that what I'm comparing it to? Has fewer middlemen than trump's involvement with the russians <laughs> yeah palpatine's a fucking moron but even he's not as dumb as trump jesus even Christ. he put more people in between his like uh you know whatever you want to call you not following the the stature and standards of government oh shit we're talking about star wars fuck um hang on let me finish my thought but um, we need to talk about Bad Batch before we end the, the show. Um, to uh, quote, uh, uh, I guess, I don't want to say friend of the podcast. Inspiration of the podcast. Friend of incredibly, a friend of the podcast. How about that? Is it an incredibly influential, no, or inc- a, a highly successful member of the podcast? Sadly, not a, a member of the podcast yet. But, I mean, I I, I'd be cool with, with having him on. But to quote... Uh, Cosmonaut uh, Variety Hour, aka Marcus, aka friend of a friend of the podcast, I- influence on the podcast. How about that? Influence on the podcast. Um, uh, Palpatine wants Padme dead, but he doesn't want to do it himself, so he goes to Kaltuku and he says, "Kill Are you Padme." Just gonna say this, but Kaltuku doesn't want to do it himself, so he goes to Jango Fett, and Jango Fett doesn't want to do it himself, so he hires a shapeshifter. A shapeshifter doesn't want to do it herself. So she hires a robot. And if you really want to get granular with it, the robot doesn't want to do it himself either. So he gets these two fucking bugs to do it. So isn't that fucking funny that Donald Trump just had one middleman and that was it. Jesus Christ. Anywho, we need to talk about the final uh, Bad Batch season trailer. We need to watch. We need to talk about this. Uh, A, Ian McDermott killed it as uh, 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 voice acting, as always. I'm glad that he, now that Tim Curry uh, can 
uh, no longer. Rest in peace. No, Tim Curry's still alive. He just uh, he had a stroke, and he doesn't usually uh, uh, show up for it. It's Ian Abercrombie who Ian Abercrombie, away. yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Tim Curry showed up and did... Um, he he stepped in for uh, between 2012 and 2014, but um, Ian uh, uh, Ian McDermott came back for um, Bad Batch season two, which was fucking lit. Uh, they used archival footage of him in Bad Batch season one and Clone Wars season seven, but um, but like they actually got him in, and he was in Obi Wan Kenobi. Can we can we just fucking talk about that? It all comes back to Obi Wan Kenobi, but he showed up for that. Let's be real here. That's he also showed weird. up. He also showed up for all that other stuff you mentioned. Yeah, and I think Rise of Skywalker came out before Obi Wan Kenobi did. It did. And. All right. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else to say. Uh, fucking Ventress is back. Can we just talk about that? How do you feel about that? I'm excited. Are I you... feel like the only comments I've heard are people talking about the people talking about not liking her being back. I, I. But I haven't say... actually seen any comments, and I read the book. I read the book. These people are talking about. I read your they're... copy of that book. Oh really? Yeah, I I used an audio book. Oh, that's interesting. No, I think AJ stole it. Our, we had we had a. Were you there Honestly, for AJ? No. Okay, I had a friend. I think your memory is school. very off base. Uh, AJ, my friend AJ liked to steal from the comic book store that we lived near, and he stole that book, and I read his copy of it. Um, nice, nice. I listen to an audiobook version of it and I'm, I'm gonna say i'm very excited for this because i found the ending of that book to be really bad you didn't like the ending really no i thought it was unceremonious and short and yeah dumb. not i would say killing her off with sith lightning is kind of a bitch move um like not a lot of people die from force lightning in Star Wars. So that's kind of a bitch move. Um although I don't like that it's sort of impermanent because it sort of just makes cuz I know they're going to bring her back with night sister bullshit and I don't like that the night sisters have been coming like they've been becoming more and more powerful recently. And I think they're a little bit overpowered to be honest. I don't understand why they haven't just taken over the galaxy. If they can pull all this bullshit, if they're like more powerful than Palpatine, because uh, normally with the dark side, you can't show up as a fucking ghost, but motherfucking Talzin pulls it off. So I don't understand what the fucking issue is, you know? So like, I don't understand how the night sisters didn't take over the Sith a long time ago, but anywho, uh, I would like to see Ventress and Quinlan get a happy ending together and maybe have a whole show about that. Honestly, I wouldn't mind that. Well, they were going to make almost half a season about this. I would have watched that. I would have watched the shit out of that. Cause that was, that sounded like a fucking cool, uh, 
Clone Wars arc. And I'm very sad that they got canceled before they were able to make that because uh, Quinlan turning to the dark side in the comics wasn't great. And I feel like Dark Disciples sort of did it better. And I feel like that's a hot take, but you know, I feel like there was like too many Jedi who sort of turned to the dark side, you know, Sora Bulk, Quinlan Voss, there was a few others, and I just I I didn't like it. And so I feel like Dark Disciple handled it a little bit better. But yeah. And they confirmed that Quinlan was alive again in the Obi-Wan show. So, you know. They confirmed a lot of people were still alive and that a lot of people were now canon in that show, which I think was really cool. I I don't know how you feel about that, but like we got a lot of people recanonized that are like pillars of Star Wars Legends. I think I th- I think Ron Coda was was recanonized. Uh uh what is it? Corrin Horn's dad, I think, was recanonized. So a lot of, a lot of people. Wow, everyone's here. Everyone followed the hidden path. Corrin Horn's dad is here. <laughs> it's it's like the the fucking everyone is here Super Smash Bros. commercial. Um, yes, but it's all like really random obscure Jedi that probably should have died. They're not obscure. Shut up. Don't worry well, about it. They probably should have died. Shut up! Shut up, dude! Shut up! Uh, fucking... Yeah, Quinlan was there. Uh... God damn it, I'm looking... I'm trying to find, uh, the the thing on the... On Wikipedia to find the, uh... The, 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 all the people who showed up at that safe house was the, 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 the thing. That's what I was... I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it, and I can't fucking find it. But there's a lot of them. And it was very cool. God damn it. This is annoying. This is really annoying, because it's it's uh, really interesting, the amount of Jedi who got like brought back from that. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, appearances. I can, it's I can not a it. long list. I could go Here's by appearances. I could go by part. What was it? Part three of Obi Wan Kenobi. Part. Part three. God damn it! It keeps fucking me around because there's like a shit ton of ads and stuff. Um, show. Uh, so we got Jin Altus. You know. Uh. Uh. It uh, sounds J- like a. That's a real Jedi name and not like some prank call. Shut Man. up! Shut I'm up, looking dude. for Jin Altus. Is there a Shut Jin Altus? Shut up, dude! Shut up, dude! Sh- Shut up! Don't worry about it, bro. They're cool. There's, there's. Shut up! There's actual cool Jedi's in here. I promise. Um. Uh. That's what you've been saying. Roganda is Marin. You know, do we got? Oh, I don't think I've ever been there before. I heard it's lovely this time of year. Shut up. Uh, Nikos Mar, Drake Logan. Uh, duh, we got some real celebrities in here. 
I, I yeah, I'm gonna I'm keep it real with you. It, it's oh no, Rom Coda was not in this. Oops. Nice. Damn, that's a shame. Can't can't generate that from your random name generator. He shut up. It's not a random name generator. I'm gonna hit you with a shoe. I'm gonna hit you with a shoe. How about that? Fuck you. But yeah, I don't know. We got some cool names. It's not. It's not. You know, there's there's you know there's fans. You know, it, it, there's there's some stuff for the fans in there. You know, you you know you didn't even have to prove anything, but you've ter- made me unconvinced. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up, dude. Ecria can't forget Ecria. Ecria is a classic. Um, I, yeah, I know. I literally don't know who that is. Yeah, most people don't. Um, but no, I mean it was cool though. You know, Cornhorn's dad. That's cool. We like Cornhorn's dad. I don't even. He doesn't even have a name. He's just it's, his it's, dad. It's uh, what is the name? Kieran Halcyon, or no, no, no. I think it's Valen Halcyon, and then he changes his name to Hal Horn. And then his son is Corin Horn. And I think he's Seth Green. Where do you keep all this information? Corn do you take it with you to the Horn. bar? Yeah, Corin Horn. Oh, oh he kind of looks like Seth Green. I think he's like legally distinct. They weren't supposed to use his face, but he kind of looks like Seth Green. And I think that's pretty funny. But, anywho. Fucking Quinlan Voss show that's my point is give me a quinlan Voss show oh also as of literally one minute ago uh jury uh found donald trump guilty of or uh, liable for defamation against eugene carroll so that's the second l he's taken to eugene carroll and i think it'd be really funny if she sued him again for yeah defaming her during this trial as well because if if she's already done it twice she could probably do it again. Get the fucking hat trick. Take all his goddamn money. I don't care. But yeah, $83.9 million for the defamation. So that's pretty rough. That's pretty fucking rough. E. Jean Carroll is fucking rich now. Uh, I'd love to sh- see what she does with it. Hopefully she donates most of it to fucking uh, the Joe Biden campaign. That'd be cool. Or at least she donates like as much as she can. I think there's like certain caps of like how much money you're allowed to spend. Um, but yeah, hopefully she donates a lot of it to mm-hmm. making sure that Trump doesn't become president again. But yeah, I think there uh, basically all we need to say is bad batch is exciting. Uh, yes. It's the it final is season. And honestly, I wouldn't have cared all that much until they brought back Ventress. And you know what? If Ventress is back, then I'm back. Uh, but yeah, all right. Um, I think we can end it there. We already did our big red button. Um, let's, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for watching. I want to thank Justin Connor, uh, our patron over on Patreon, for his patronage. Uh, it keeps the lights on, keeps this show going, uh, uh, gives us more fuel to make these uh, hour and it's going to be like an hour and 50 minute episodes um for you guys so yeah thank you justin uh if you want a cool shout out head on over to patreon.com uh and uh uh join our three dollar tier uh if you join our five dollar tier you get an even cooler shout out along with early access to all these episodes ad free 
So that's cool. Also, we're going to be doing uh, some movie commentaries this year. Um, we might even do an Oscar commentary. So stay tuned for that. But uh, uh, also, if you want to follow us on uh, uh, social media, we are at IIHS Podcast on YouTube, Threads, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and now uh, Blue Sky. So we're there too. But uh, yeah, we're, we're on all those. If you want to do topic suggestions, Q&A, uh, general updates uh, on the show, that's the best place to go. But other than that, uh, I don't have anything else to say. This has been a long-ass episode. We've talked about a lot. So uh, yeah, um, my name is Kale. I've been incredibly influential. My name is Maxwell, and I've been highly successful. And we'll talk to you guys next week.